1: One, one day we're going to be old and gray and we're going to decide not to do this podcast anymore and it's going to be weird because I feel like it's just part of my life now. Part of it's your just week. like part of me. At this point one of you need to die
2: for us to oh. stop this. <laughs> All right, don't put that out into the universe. Send us a message if you don't want us to die. stop.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we probably look. Who knows how long we'll be doing this for? You can't put a timeline on greatness, can you?
1: That's true. You can't put a timeline on greatness.
3: No. How is everyone? How's everyone's week? S-
2: Weeks. Great. Well, one yeah. week
3: for you, one week for Franco.
2: Yeah, yeah, I have. I was here last week too. Look at me go. Yeah. Very
0: Franco's impressed. back.
1: He's back again. I had my, um, my new COVID bivalent booster shot over the weekend, so I had a oh. very boring weekend because I was recovering.
3: Oh, did it make you crook?
1: Oh, yeah. Every oh, shot really? that I've gotten from COVID has made me sick. Yeah, they wood. say this one's a bad one.
3: I haven't I haven't had sickness from mine. I had a very sore arm for the first one and that was it.
1: I feel like every single person I speak to, I'm like, oh, man, knock me out and they're like, oh, I was fine. I was fine. You'll be fine. And I'm like, every single time, I'm like, I'm You're out of fine. it.
3: But now look at I'm you, protected heading into winter.
1: Protected against the new COVIDs.
3: Yeah, there's a new one, isn't there?
1: What a new strain?
3: I thought there was. I don't oh, know. I don't. Who gracious. cares about COVID cares? anymore? Really?
1: It's not. Know. Yeah, I mean, whatever.
3: I've had a sore throat for a week. I haven't done shit. Just kept going about my business. Nah. Well, it's you not. only
1: had COVID a couple of weeks ago.
3: No, well, it was a couple of months now.
1: Yeah, oh, feels like weeks. I know. How quickly, the years go
3: by. I hate <laughs> having this conversation on the podcast because I feel like it's just a default conversation everyone goes. But where the fuck that this
2: everyone year has. go?
3: Where did this year go? It is October. It is nearly November and November is nearly December and then it's nearly the new year. We're four months, wait, October, November. We're three months, three months away from 2023. Yeah, it's
1: nearly Christmas basically. You know That's when you're a kid cool. and like a so year slow. is like so long?
3: I remember when the 10 weeks, you remember days. you have like 10 weeks of a term, a term. at yeah. school and it would be like, Oh, ten weeks. And now I'm like, ten yeah. weeks? That's nothing, That ten guys. weeks
1: feels like the same amount of time as about six months does now.
3: It's insane. And I feel like the older you get, the faster it goes as well.
2: No, oh, no, Oh, listen to us. I oh, know. Bunch listen of to- old folk. Is- oh, it's the year, yeah. yeah, we do sound quite old.
3: What's everyone – Jacks, what are you doing for Christmas? Oh, you're coming back, aren't you? I'm coming
2: back home, yeah, via Hawaii.
3: You, okay, how long are you back for? Can we potentially organise an in-person record for the end of ooh, the year? Ooh, Maybe for be, our I'm, Christmas special. I'm
1: back for 10 days. Landing? So, 10 days. What day do you I land? I get in on the 19th of December and I leave on New Year's Eve, so.
3: Okay. Jeez.
1: We could make this work. We should at least try and get an in-person catch-up happening Mm. and then maybe we can, you know, get really shit-faced and then do a little voice record on our phone and and pop that up.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's always a good good. idea.
2: (laughs) Are you going to make us come down to Melbourne, though? Is that where you're heading? Yeah, I can't Uh, come to Melbourne. Would you feel like coming to Melbourne? I'd, I'd come to Melbourne at any and every opportunity, but I Sash won't. might do you feel differently.
3: <laughs> no, do you know what the problem is? It's Christmas. It's the worst time of year to be like, A, spending money on anything frivolous, and yeah. let's be real, it's probably a little bit frivolous, unless we could claim it back as a business expense in some way. We can. Way. I'm
1: pretty sure we can.
3: From who? Who do we claim? We don't have an HR or a department that's like, oh, yes, let me pay you back for that $250 flight. Claim it against the business. On tax. What yep. what percentage would I get back?
1: Well, it's a fully 100% well, you could claim the full cost of the trip back because
2: the point of the trip is is business.
1: I'm not sure how much you would get back
2: at yeah. tax time though. That's yeah. what well, I don't well, that's know all if all that we actually qualify like if we make enough to even pay tax to claim it again, yeah, If we don't pay tax, oh, yeah,
3: that's right. Because so I can't claim enough. it. So I can't.
2: You can say uh, you that could you're try. Claiming it. Yeah, it's a business it's a business trip. You can fly business class and feel like you're doing the right thing. (gasps) Great idea.
3: But business class on an hour and 50. Do they even have business class on flights from Sydney to Melbourne? Oh, yeah.
2: They sure do. I've, well, I've done
1: that a few times at points. I Look, did that a couple of weeks ago, actually. Oh, stop it.
3: I feel like it makes more sense for Jax to come to Sydney because, Franco, you and yeah. I both live in One New South Wales. One flight
2: Lyles. versus two flights, Are yeah. you
3: flying into Sydney first, Jax, and then going on uh, to
2: Melbourne? I'm flying
1: first into Melbourne, but I am flying out of Sydney to come back, but you guys will be, it'll be New Year's Eve, so you guys oh, will yeah, be busy nah. doing something. Won't Let's meet
2: Jax. On New Year's Eve at the airport. <laughs> that sounds perfect.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let's film a Great real idea. quick episode in the airport terminal. That would be yep. the yeah, acoustic yeah, In the check in lounge.
1: Be like,
3: G'day, guys. we the check in lounge. Are you excited to come home? How long has it been? It's been a while since you've been back.
1: I haven't been home since I got here on the 21st of March and that's the last time I okay. was in Australia.
3: That's a good gap, I feel. feels like you've really settled into life in LA and now yeah, you're coming home. Yeah, it's going to be
1: weird. And it's especially going to be weird because it's like like it was 23. We went out just before and it was 23 degrees Celsius. Mm. And we were like, oh, it's bloody cold out. <laughs> Come, so, on.
3: Come on. That's what is be... like. Although not <laughs> yeah, Melbourne, Sydney's like that because Sydney... I just went for a walk with the dog and I'm in a T-shirt and tights and it's probably about 23 degrees. I'm like, fuck, it's hot because we've just come out of winter. So I'm like, oh, it's warm. Like I'm I'm getting a sweat on here.
1: Yeah, thankfully we're coming back in the middle of summer so uh, hopefully it shouldn't be too bad, although Melbourne you never know. Mm. I'm concerned a little bit for
2: Franco's wedding because that's in March. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're a bit scared about the rain. Um, Oh, right. We've moved a few things around so we know that there will be a covered option, but still not ideal. I might have to get a suit that's like
1: fluffy wool. I'll look like a sheep.
3: (laughs) It's not going to be cold, Jax. It's March. March in New South Wales, mate. It's going to be, it'll probably be 30 degrees.
2: Oh, beautiful. It's going to be right near the beach. You can go for a dip. Oh, Oh, nice. And get that
1: sea breeze if it's a warm day, so that'll be nice.
3: Yeah, Yeah. beautiful. Actually, I've got to look at booking that. (sighs) Yeah, we actually, we need to get on a group chat with the other invitees so that we can organise a house. Uh, Welcome to the Can We Help You podcast. It's the podcast where Jax, myself and Franco will take on questions from you, dear listener, and see if we can help you with them. Big, small, medium, anywhere in between. We'll take on That's your the size life of the problem. questions
1: not the people who are asking them
3: Tot- well but it might. Oh, I mean, we will take no. we have big small and medium listeners I'm sure
1: yeah true we'll take questions from any size of person <laughs> any size of question
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, if you do have a question thank you to everyone who's been sending through some please continue to if you haven't already uh, at can we help you podcast on all your socials but we prefer can we help you podcast at gmail.com or you can send one through on our website canwehelpyoupodcast.com.
1: There's a little, little mail envelope, but you can hit the button and it will take you to a little form where you can say, here's my question. Please or you can it. join us on the Ronnie Room on Facebook at canwehelpyoupodcast.com forward slash room. Post whatever you like in there and we'll get back to you. We might read out whatever you say on the podcast. We haven't done anything like that yet, but we, we, we might. we
3: might. We did actually get an update in the inbox. Now, I, I steered clear of it because I couldn't remember the episode it was from and I couldn't be bothered to mm. go back and look, but it was an update on a shitty neighbour situation. I believe this was the one yes. where they were going to move out and there is a, a big, long update, but I just wanted to shout out the Ronnie. They said, so actually, yes, yeah, sorry, I'm just reading it again now. So this was the Ronnie that used to sunbake on their deck naked. Ooh, no, and and they put yeah, a camera they said, um, next door as for the sun baking we have continued to sunbake on the deck clothing optional and have noticed they no longer go outside and use their deck i guess our pale unfit bodies are a worse sight than the trees they cut down <laughs> um so yeah they they ended up staying as well that Ronnie. so well, good on good, good on him good on good on you for standing your your around because i'm pretty sure we were both like ah oh, just move out get out of Piss there off, yeah. they suck um but yeah so clearly
1: our advice is terrible <laughs>
3: No, look, it's okay. We do all right, I feel. I feel like it's
1: better than...
3: It's better than no advice.
1: Yeah, it's better than no advice. It's kind of sitting on... It's not terrible. It's not fantastic.
3: Not bad. I feel bad. like as well we offer a platform for people who might not, like, want to go to a friend or a parent about their issue and... Yeah. um you know, it's something that you're like mulling over in your mind. They might have already kind of made a decision, but hearing someone else say it makes them go, you know what, yes. Yeah. So if even if you think you've come to a decision on something, Ronnie, and you're listening and you just want clarification or confirmation that you've made the right decision, send, send it through. Just send it through and be like, hey, guys, what should I do? And then if we say what you have already decided to do, then you know you're on the right path. We can also be a life-affirming podcast.
1: We're basically Dolly Doctor but not.
3: Do they, no. they, don't, they don't make those magazines anymore.
1: But See, no, they don't. Dolly Doctor
2: was a doctor, like was qualified. That's true. In and
1: actually, if you remember the questions mm. in Dolly Doctor, I don't know if they had two versions or if it was just in the sealed section. Remember the sealed section? Oh, yeah. Or oh, you'd tear open the sealed section. The sealed like, section. ooh, what's in here? Which is so silly. It was clearly just a way to get you to stop reading it in the supermarket and not buy it. You obviously had to buy it to open the Genius, sealed section. Really?
3: Yeah, total genius. uh, Yeah,
1: total genius. And all the questions were like, oh, I went to give my boyfriend head the other day and he had warts all over his penis. Should I have (laughs) given him head? I shouldn't say you. Genital warts are very common. (laughs)
3: No, No, don't don't do that. that. No, Cleo, No. Oh,
1: that. my God, speaking of no, Cleo, no, people are uh, taking the piss out of my accent here lately. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh.
3: noru. What did they nor. say? Noru. I feel Nose like it's a like thing, a thing. On, People are like,
1: oh, you put too many R's on the end of your
3: It's a TikTok trend where it's like a, people being like how Australians will say, uh, no, don't go to the doctor or something like that, and they always accentuate the nor Like it's – but you're supposed to kind of more – if you're American, it'd be like saying – uh nor, nor like n o r n o a r which isn't a word. so Americans go nor and they think they sound like <laughs> an Australian.
2: and they don't. none of them ever do. No I don't them know. Do. close
3: your eyes next time. close your eyes next time you come to one of those videos and I've done it, and I'm like, shit, they actually that's what we sound like. Uh, obviously, I, it's a little exaggerated, but I think it's almost on the money. It's pretty close.
1: I'll be honest, i uh, i I tend to think like my accent's not that bad, right? mm. And, you know, I know that I live with another Australian, so that helps in terms of, like, you get exposed to it a lot more. Yeah. But when I speak to other people, I think my accent's really not that bad. Mm. But then what happens is, like, the other day I boot, put the grand final on um, and the accents, I was like...
3: Really jarring.
1: We're worse. Mm. Yeah. They're
3: worse. My mum said that. She lived in Canada for a year and she said when she would call, I mean, you, you know, she didn't live with any Australians. She was surrounded by Canadians. And she said when she'd call home once every, and she would have big gaps between talking to her family because it was the, because she was 21. So what was it? I don't, know, I, don't know, I can't do maths. Like 40, no, a bit more. 30, 30 years ago-ish. Mm. And she said, you know, she, she could only call home once every couple of months because it's all she could afford. And she talked to her family back home and say, "Oh my god, they sounded so ochre (laughs) because she hadn't heard any Australian accent." It's
1: it's bizarre. Like I, you know, every now and then a news clip pops up from Australia, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, have a look at this." And then it's like, and you're like, "Oh my god,
2: do we really sound like
3: that?" We do. I don't like the Australian accent. I don't
2: really like. Fair though, you were watching the footy, which is as bad as the accent gets. I'd say that's true. That's true.
3: That is true. I um, I don't really like lo- – what accents? French accents are great, obviously. I can't think of many. I really like the Welsh accent as well. I find oh, it yeah. very interesting. But aside from that, most accents are pretty terrible. Oh, and Spanish, I guess. Spanish is always nice.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
3: Apparently, New Z- I think there was a thing a couple of years back and it was like the Kiwi accent is the sexiest, voted the sexiest no accent. No No, no.
2: I mean, love to all our Kiwi listeners. We have a lot, but surely not. I mean, <laughs> we hear the differences, but Americans love Kiwi accents, don't they? Mm, I don't mm-hmm. know. People think I'm British half the time, so. They make fun of ours and they absolutely froth, you know, Taika watiti. Oh, oh, I love Tyker Tyker. He yeah, was at exactly. the. A-
3: was he at the AFL? I think. Oh no, he was at a rugby union game, and they went to him, and he was like, "Man, he was having
0: fun. It was great." Anyway, um, should we get into this week's question? Let's get into it.
3: I have
1: a question here from Ronnie. Hello, Ronnie. Thank you for your question.
3: Uh, Ronnie writes, do you have any advice on how to be more authoritative at the office? I work in a male-dominated workplace. About a year ago, I was promoted to a middle management role and I'm struggling to be respected by those above me. I'm often talked over in meetings. I've had several suggestions pushed off by bosses um, and then later accepted and lauded when introduced to the same people by a male. That male counterpart has noticed the trend and started using it to his advantage. I'm very, yeah, I am by nature very quiet and reserved. It's hard for me to speak up when this happens, but it's gotten to the point where the undermining is making it harder for me to accomplish important goals for my branch HR is not really helpful in this situation. Uh, it's a small company; everyone's very close. I accept my personality could be a large part of this, so I'd love some tips or suggestions for how to a call out when this happens in a professional way, and b be more authoritative in my communications so I'm not such an easy target for this behavior. Oh, Ronnie, that's Ronnie.
0: You hey, know that what?
3: I mm. I haven't experienced this, and I'm that's not. I know it exists. I thought maybe we were getting better at that stuff, but it seems oh, that yeah. it's just still a thing, I mean, and wh- it just What blows a dick, my that mind. guy, your
1: coworker, who's using it to his advantage, not calling it out himself.
3: Yeah, and I'll, I'll say right off the bat, it doesn't sound like you know, it's not like as simple as just go get another job. I think it's an important learning experience for Ronnie.
1: I, uh, I had a, uh, I had a, uh, an experience like this um, with a female coworker. And we were working at the same place and um, had very similar jobs. And questions about, you know, technical things that we were both well versed in, they would ask me. And I'd be like, well, why are you asking me? It's not, you know, it's for this person's workstation. Don't ask me. Yeah. (laughs) Ask them. Yeah. Ask her.
3: Yeah. I think, I think the bias still exists. Like, I think there's still. It's like a, what's what's the word um, internalized sexism, internalized
1: I guess. misogyny.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like
1: unconscious bias.
3: Yeah, yeah. And that was what was at play, I think, with you, Jacks. Where it's just yeah. like, and why I think are you the talking ex- to me the, about
1: this. Yeah, and with the with that example, the the people who were doing that, and I don't want to generalize, but the people who were doing that were older. The mm. younger men tended to kind of be a bit more inclusive. Mm. Um, but it's obviously not an issue that only exists with older men. It also affects, um, you know, younger men also do it to younger women and mm-hmm. older women in the workplace. So. Mm.
3: Yeah, I think for, for younger women it's like, well, you're not experienced enough. And then for older mm-hmm. women it's like, well, you're over the hill and you don't know what's going on anymore, which fucking mm-hmm. sucks. So first off, Ronnie, I'm really sorry that's happening to you, but let's see if we can turn it into something that is like a learning experience hopefully you know there's an opportunity for you to maybe move out of that workplace because it sounds like it could be a little bit um, seeped into the culture at your workplace if this is happening
1: if hr aren't helping and your uh, the other managers aren't helping and your coworker isn't helping and is using it to his advantage mm. i mean culture is obviously a very important part of workplaces and um Sometimes even the greatest job that you love doing and that you love the actual work that you do, the culture can be what gets you.
3: Yeah, exactly. It can be yeah the greatest job in the world as in the job that you do but then if the place you work at sucks, it it's, nothing can save it. Nothing can yeah. save it.
1: And obviously, you know, sometimes you might not like the work that you do but mm. the culture is so good and the people are such great people co-workers that you stay, stay in a job longer. longer than you might have otherwise because yeah. of that I think culture is actually a I mean I think lots of companies big 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 companies tend to do, have a bit of focus on culture but I think mm-hmm. culture is quite an underrated particularly when you go for a job when you're like doing job interviews I feel like you never really think about the culture right You just mm-hmm. like, I need a job I need a new job you're never like is this a right culture fit
3: I've also noticed that Companies are putting it in their, like, advertisements for workers now on great culture and da-da-da. Oh, "Mm, yeah, that's a red flag. (laughs) Red flag. If you're saying you've got a great culture. But it's not – how can you tell, really? I mean, unless the interview process is horrific and, you know, I – not recently, but when I was looking for a job, I went through a process with a company that I didn't get the job at and hated the process and I was kind of like Mm. at the end of it as disappointed as I was initially with a bit of hindsight, I went, you know what, actually, I'm really glad I did not get that job because I clearly it's fucked. Well, fucked up might be a bit strong, but it clearly it's not a great place to work. Now Ronnie's first call for help was um, tips and suggestions for how to call out the behaviour when it happens in a professional way. I think – addressing it as it happens is the best option. And I don't I think, and the professionalism is is the tricky part because you can't go, that was my idea. Why did you, you steal my asshole. idea? I think it's all in language. So say Jack's, you know, we're sitting at a table around a um, you know business, boardroom table, whatever the fuck they're called. And I go, how about we introduce stamps? I think that'd be a great idea. And then no one kind of acknowledges me. And then Jack's, you go...
1: How about we introduce stamps wouldn't that be
3: a great idea? And then Franco the boss is like
2: Oh my god Jax what a great idea. Thank you Franco. That's the first I came time up with that myself. Idea.
3: And as embarrassing as it might be Ronnie or nerve-wracking I think you've just got to go in and be like yes that's the idea I presented just a moment ago and I think that we can and then you go into a an example of why you know cuz Ronnie I bet you've thought about it more than your shitty coworker has. That's when you use that opportunity to say, Here's what I've here's the research or whatever I've got to back up this idea and how I think we should implement it. That you need gives to steal you steal it back. Yeah, take it, it back, right Take anyway. it back, take it back and, and acknowledge But in passing, I reckon, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, John, as I just mentioned before, I think stamps will be a great opportunity for us to increase our presence in the market. I've also already drawn up some designs that we can look at using and I've spoken to Gary from HR and he's all on board. You know, something like that where if you've got an idea, have something to back it up when you're going into these meetings so that then you can take back control of the idea or the suggestion or whatever it is. I think it's a professional way to do it. I don't think it's catty or bitchy or mean. I think you are literally just taking ownership of an idea that has pretty much been nicked from you and you're kind of acknowledging it without maybe calling out your coworker in an unprofessional way.
1: Maybe you could start stealing their ideas.
3: <laughs> they probably Ooh, don't have one. any jacks. They probably don't fucking have any ideas yeah, and they're just <laughs> stealing Ronnie's. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. But yeah, that's I think true. that's the best way you can do it. You've got to do it in the moment. There's no use going to your manager after and going, oh, Ben took my idea at first because they won't give a fuck. Unfortunately, if this is the type of company you're working for, you've got to do it in the moment.
2: Yeah, I think f- you've kind of got to learn to maybe expect it.
3: Mm, and,
1: and if prepare. you think
2: you've got a good idea that, that is ripe for the taking, put the work in beforehand, send an mm. email before the meeting so people no, know cool. hey, yeah, this is your idea. It's pretty good.
3: That's a great Chuck idea. Everything as well. in writing. That yeah. Helps. Maybe if you have an ally in the workplace that you can, that you already naturally have a, a rapport with. Yeah,
1: actually, because Ronnie's obviously, they say they're a middle manager, so they, they, probably have people underneath them. Mm. Um, they're saying they're having trouble with people above them. But if there's maybe someone underneath or, you know, to the side of you that um, you you have a bit of an ally with and that can kind of back you up and not, mm. not in an overt way and go, yeah, 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 but they can be like, totally. oh my God, yes, yeah, yeah. Ronnie just had that idea actually. Yeah. You know, in a kind of sut- more subtle way that, yeah. that might help.
3: Ronnie asked me to look into this last week Yeah, actually. Ronnie asked me to look into
1: this last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think...
3: That's a that's another way you can do it. Is find someone, man or woman, uh, who can who can back you up. Just someone that understands where you're coming from and is aware of the situation as well. If you have someone, Ronnie, that you can bring in with you on that journey to be like, oh, we mm-hmm. need to tackle this, so that they know when to speak up. I think it's it's very daunting in a in a business environment to feel like you can have a say if you're in this sort okay. of position that Ronnie's in. And I, like, really feel for you, Ronnie, because I, I know that sometimes in those situations you just go, oh, I, I don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to shrink into the background. But I think the fact that you're asking for help means that you want it to be different and you want it to be better. So my advice yeah. as well will be just be brave. You can do it. You've got our back. Yeah, I,
1: I think um, learning to be assertive in the workplace, particularly, I mean, we're all young people or we were all were once young people. We
3: are young people. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, not for much longer. I don't know. And um, this collective right here, it's not like we're the most the most outgoing people with the biggest personalities and the loudest, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure that we've all had to at one point learn how to be a bit more assertive in the workplace to, you know, be able to function correctly in the workplace and, and make sure that you're, you're being heard and that, mm. you know, you're not just kind of being a little... Um, mouse in the corner mm. um, and it can be tricky especially with things that you f- feel strongly about or that you feel injustice by even things like asking for a pay rise can be really hard but ultimately you spend a lot of time at work it's very important and you have to feel empowered whether that comes from your co-workers or from within yourself you need to feel empowered to say what you need to say do what you need to do and you know it's just a skill and the more you do it the better you will be at it
3: yeah well said I agree um, the other thing Ronnie wanted help with was how to be more authoritative in my communications so I'm not such an easy target. I think it's it's kind of – I mean, we've kind of touched on it in terms of, I think, like I said, being brave and also having the belief in what you're putting forward yes. is really important. So if you're not 100% sure about something – Take your time and do the research on it or prepare the notes you need to or speak to who you need to so that you can feel confident when you're presenting it or putting it in an email Um, because that's where the confidence comes from. I know I've presented ideas that I haven't been 100% on board with and you kind of start faltering in the middle and you're just like, oh, God, I I don't think this is a good idea anymore. And it's not that it's not a good idea. It's just that you didn't have the backing you know, the research or, or the notes or whatever it was to back yourself in with it, I think that's a really good way to come across as, as having authority is that you know what you're talking about and you've done the research to back it up. And that kind of goes into what I was saying before where it's, you know, when you're presenting the idea to steal it back from your shitty coworker.
1: I mean, the other thing is I think we sometimes, and maybe not always, it depends on the workplace and depends on the culture of the workplace, sometimes we get caught up in being each other's friends at work and it's Mm. okay to be people's friends at work. Absolutely. We are all friends and we met by working together. Um, But if you're in that management role, sometimes it can be hard because you want to be friends with everyone and it can be hard to be that kind of authoritative voice that you need to be mm. ultimately people are going to respect you more if you are a bit more authoritative and will probably respect your relationship more because of that and yeah I think you sometimes just have to remember that you're there to do a job you're there to, to, to you know provide whatever it is that you provide and that includes you know being a manager and being mm. authoritative and, and not necessarily you know being able to say no being able to you know give constructive feedback and not necessarily only being a friend.
3: Yeah, and I think it's a balance. I think it's respect, right? I think if you respect yeah. your employees and and it's yeah, again, it's not being their friend, but it's respecting them and it's understanding. Yeah. Particularly if you've just come from where they have been, you know, like if yeah. you my um one of the bosses I've had was in my position just before she became a manager, and I feel yeah. she really understands the issues that I face and then in turn i respect her because she has more experience than me yeah. and i know that she is listening to me and taking on whatever i'm saying when we're in that position but she's also then guided by the people above her and so i understand that and then i know that it's it's not always going to go the way that i want it to but i yeah. at least know she's in my corner and and it's yeah it's all in your communication as well but yeah i think mutual respect is really important and particularly these days when people are people are realizing that Work is important, but it's, it's just – it shouldn't be the be-all and end-all of your life. Yeah. There is so much more to life than your job. People don't want to slave away and not get a pay rise. People don't want to work overtime for no – and when I say recognition, I mean money, um, this whole working for free, all that crap, it's out the door and yep. people are waking up to that. And so, Ronnie, I think if you show that respect to your employees, don't ask anything of them that isn't within those realms, then – they're going to respect you and and authority comes from that way, I feel. I feel like, you know, you want to respect people who are in authoritative positions um, and, and yeah, if you offer that respect to them, I think they'll respect you back.
1: One last thing I'll say, and I know this might not be what Ronnie wants to hear, mm-hmm. but um, on the on the whole culture piece, if you're struggling with, firstly, if HR is not getting involved and isn't any help to you, I mean, see, I don't know how many people are in HR. I know some places only have one person in HR, but maybe you have a few different people in HR that you can maybe try
2: someone else, Mm. see if they can help you with your dilemma.
3: Sounds like it's a small company though. I think,
2: yeah, Yeah. Ronnie mentioned that there might be one or no HR department. Yeah, Mm. which
1: makes Mm. it hard. But what I will say is that if you're battling that now, imagine when it comes time to try to battle for a promotion or a pay rise or something like that. And I think... As much as you might not want to hear it you might want to be looking for somewhere else because
3: yeah get the yeah. experience I think this is that's why I said earlier it's a good opportunity to get some experience you know it's not a supportive workplace but it's a challenging workplace and mm. and um, what do they say? A smooth sea never made a skilled sailor, you know? You're going to go through a bit of a rocky <laughs> yep. period, but it's going to make you a better, like a better whatever you are, banker, let's say she's a banker, it's going to make you a better banker in the long run because you're going to have gone through the ringer to get to your next step. Yeah. So use it as a learning experience, but yeah, maybe it's time to start as well branching out and looking yep. for somewhere else to work.
1: And it can feel scary, like being like, "Oh, I need to find somewhere else to work." And you know, sometimes it's like we get stuck in this like "better the devil you know" kind of thing. Because yes. you are like, "I know this, I yes. know that," and it can be scary to kind of go somewhere else. But um, I can tell you that there are better culture workplaces out there, mm. and. Most likely, you'll find something else. You find the perfect fit, and you'll go. Thank God, I moved on from that place because I'm thriving here. I'm doing well, and I'm happy with my life. Yeah,
3: absolutely, Ronnie. All the best. Like I said earlier, we believe in you. Just know, just think of us every time that you're sitting in a meeting <laughs> and you've got to go. Fuck, I've got to, I've really got to speak up here. Just think of Jacks Franco and I sitting oh. behind you, going, "You can do it,
1: Ronnie. I've got an idea.
3: You can do it, I've Ronnie. Got an idea. What? <laughs> Next oh, time."
1: Give us a call. We'll do it for you.
3: You keep saying give us a call. We don't have a phone number. <laughs> you can't right, call We'll come us. to work
1: with you or Zoom us or something and then we'll do the talking for you.
3: We'll be your ally. We'll be like, oi, everyone. Shut up.
1: Listen to what Ronnie has to say.
3: Ronnie's got a fuck great you fucking idea. Good yeah. luck, Ronnie. Oh, you let
1: stupid men. You can shut
2: the fuck up.
3: <laughs> all the best, Ronnie. We love you. You can do it, Ronnie. You can, do, you it can do it, Ronnie. You can do you can it, Ronnie. You can do it, oh, We're all on a bit of a delay. It doesn't quite work.
2: <laughs> it's not <yeah.
3: laughs> I tried. Thanks, chat, Franco. Guys. Thanks, Franco, for trying.
2: Yeah, look, I tried.
1: <laughs> I've got a question here from Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. This is another work one, but it's a little bit different. Okay. Ronnie writes, I started a new job and I was referred by a friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we met up for coffee before... Um, I accepted the job and I paid for the coffee because I thought, you know, there's a little thanks for referring me to the job. Yeah, it's $4. Yeah. Turns out he gets a bonus for referring me. Of course he does. <laughs> His bonus is about $8,000. I'm sorry, Whoa.
3: what? What job Whoa. is this for?
1: For context, this is about three weeks wages. Jeez, he must okay. be doing all right. right? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yep. So, yep. Okay, so Ronnie's a...
3: Corporate Doing something lawyer. important,
1: yeah, okay, yeah. do you think he should give me some of the <laughs> bonus, or should he at least take me out for a nice dinner? Thank you <laughs> love
2: for
3: mine well, I've never thought of this before, actually, because this exists this exists in most fairly big we, sized corporations. We
2: had this where we used to work. Yes. Yeah, it it was and not $8,000. It was like 500 bucks or something. Yeah. I feel like it, it was, was $2,000. I, $2, th- I think I thought I saw 1,000. Maybe they changed it a few times.
3: Okay. So but max In any two, case,
2: not 8,000.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It definitely wasn't $8,000. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck. Um That's a lot. 8,000 is, is a That is hu- it must be for like some sort of important job. Tech company. That said, Ronnie sounds, I'm not going to lie, Ronnie, you sound a little bit stingy, but at the same time, I'm kind of enjoying the um, ethical dilemma of this because I think it is to some extent an ethical dilemma.
1: Absolutely.
3: Mm. Um. Yeah, look, I mean, eight grand, you got a bit spare to go for a bit of a, you know, Glass of wine and some oysters down Especially at your
1: local like, bar. That's less than they make in a month. So, like, that's, that, uh, firstly first, it's a lot of money. <laughs> Secondly, they make more than that in a month. So I think, like, basically almost one month's wages extra for referring Ronnie to the company. I feel like that's at least, yeah, a couple of beers
2: down the bolo or something like that. I'm just, I'm honestly just very confused. Why is Ronnie listening to us? <laughs> I didn't realise that people who make this much money listen, listen to this to podcast. Well, you throw a couple of dollars our way, actually.
3: Maybe they're yeah, a, can a we top influencer. Yeah, come
1: maybe, maybe what they should do to make up for it is they should give their referral bonus to our podcast.
3: But then Ronnie's going to be writing in going, do you think the podcast I listen to should give me some money because I got them (laughs) (laughs) $8,000?
1: Oh, if they get us $8,000, I'll happily give Ronnie a couple of hundred.
3: (laughs) I'd give Ronnie a couple of thou, I reckon, if they gave us $8,000. dollars
1: we got expenses.
3: I feel like I would naturally want to do this. So... It, to, to me, It okay, so it doesn't sound like a super close friend. It sounds like a, a, a decent friend but maybe yeah. someone they used to work with in the past who like, you know, you drift out of contact with people but, yeah. you know, if you saw them in the street, you'd be like, let's catch up, like I want to see you sort of thing. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, it's not it's not like a bestie or even a close friend. It sounds like a, a, a maybe a friend from the past who you've got no ill will towards. An acquaintance. You yeah, know, they said friend though. I feel like it's, it's, yeah. so it's, it's friend, right? A so friend, Like
2: a, like, yeah, like a,
3: if it was me, a work friend,
2: a work friend. There you go.
3: If I, if I referred someone, let's say I referred you, Jax, for a job. Yeah, because
1: what you were working at ARN and then yeah. I came in, I, I ended up working at ARN. Let's say you referred me or I put you down on my application and mm. you got a, say, $2,000, um, Bonus,
3: Mm-hmm. what would you? I okay, two. See, this is the thing the money does make a difference. Two thousand dollars, right? Let's say I wanted to mm. take Ronnie said a nice meal. Okay, so they're thinking yep. somewhere a little bit fancy. I'm thinking yep. a three hundred dollar bill at the end of the night for this nice Ooh, dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hundred dollars out of two thousand. That's like that's a decent chunk out of two grand. Oh, it's an extra it two is.
1: grand. You still got seventeen hundred dollars.
3: Yeah, I know, but seventeen hundred dollars doesn't go that far these days. No. Let's be real. What am I gonna? What, yeah, you know, you what know. can you buy? You're with not. It? You
1: wouldn't have got the referral unless I put your name on the application.
3: Okay, I would. Like I said, I think I would naturally want to give you something at least, even if it wasn't going out to dinner. I'd buy you a nice bottle of scotch and go, "Hey, mate, thank you. Like, I'm really glad you're with us. I got a signing bonus for you. Here's a real nice, you know, hundred dollar bottle of scotch. Yeah, like, I would. I would want nice to do. Would do something for you. That's my natural. Inclination, I feel, if I was in that yep. position, what would you do, Jax?
1: I think I would definitely take you out for a nice dinner, for yeah. sure. Yeah, even a three hundred dollar. If, if I'm getting paid two grand, if I'm getting paid eight thousand dollars to eight grand, a no bonus doubt, bonus eight,
3: you, eight grand, I would take oh. you out to a very nice dinner. If I got eight grand, two grand, absolutely, a gift, a nice drinks gift. on me, Franco. Do you, you might feel need the to same? think
2: about it from the other side, though. Let's pretend there was no incentive at all. Right, mm. and I worked somewhere, and I and I got Jack's a job at the same place, and I recommended him, and and then he, you know, did the job interview and ended up getting it. Yeah, you would want to thank me somehow, right, for mm. getting you the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe Ronnie's Ronnie paid even. for the coffee. Okay, look, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a coffee is like the equivalent to ten cents to us when you're making twelve grand a month. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I feel. I feel like yeah. If the tables were turned, it'd be the you know it'd be Ronnie taking out their mate, going thanks for the job, mate.
2: So yeah, look. maybe you're even. I don't think you're eight thousand oh, dollars. And you've got to, you've got to think. I don't. I don't think the incentive itself actually matters. I think if it's a thousand or if it's eight thousand, eight thousand is just a thousand to people who make more. If that makes sense. What <laughs> if
3: Ronnie's friend was trying to like save for something really important,
2: like surgery, or that's the I other know. thing. Maybe they needed the money.
3: Yeah, I, and that's that's they the were other scouring thing.
2: Scouring
1: their network of friends <laughs> to find someone they could refer because they needed the extra eight thousand dollars for their surgery.
3: I will also make the point: most companies, particularly if the signing bonus is that big the employee that signs on also then has to stay for at least six months or something like that as well. Like, Oh, well,
1: in that case, you're doing dinners every few weeks to make
2: sure they stay. (laughs) Oh, God, God, that's that's so petty. I'll
3: take you out to dinner. Marg's on
1: me. If you don't care about
2: this friendship, you can just say, hey, I'm waiting for that (laughs) dinner. Otherwise, I'm quitting it, you know, five months and three weeks.
3: Yeah, but Uh, this is the thing, Ronnie. We agree with you that your friend probably owes you at least something as a token of their gratitude for you getting a job that they then got a huge bonus off, you can't ask them. There's nothing you can do. You can't even hint. You can't.
0: You know what you
1: could do? Here's here's an idea. Oh, how are you going to spend that eight grand? Taking into account. Oh, yeah, you could just say, "Okay, mate. Um, mate, how's that eight grand (laughs) I got you? How are you going to spend
3: that? Yeah, what are you doing with it?
1: You know what you could do? You should say, oh. Should we go to the bloody casino, go to the cass <laughs> and uh, blow a couple of <laughs> hundi together?
3: That's a, you know, you could kind of suggest that. You could be like, oh, let's yep. celebrate and then hope that maybe they foot the bill for whatever you but do you to celebrate.
1: Why do you hope so. The other thing you could do is to integrate Franco's idea and just get them like a thank you gift for getting the job and yeah. to be like make them feel bad. Like you get them a nice bottle of scotch or you can get them like, you know, oh, hey, listen, I'll take you out to dinner to say thanks for uh, – you know, for um, oh. get me on board. Can't afford a huge dinner, but I'll you know take you to uh, <laughs> take you down the road. If you know, we'll you go know, to, the to the local, the, burger local joint. pub. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take you to uh, we we'll go know, to it. grill. Go to Grilled. I'll take you to Grilled for lunch. You know, I can't. I know I'm not on the bloody big money that you are, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs>
3: So That's a, a good idea, actually, because then, Burgers on me. then this is also a test, Ronnie, is whether you should stay friends with this person yeah. because if they go, yeah, that sounds great, and then they let you pay, their are <laughs> Yeah,
1: piss them off. Yeah, fuck piss them. them right off.
3: <laughs> money with friends can be so awkward. I know. You know when you have friends that, don't, that you know are notorious for not paying you back but you're mm-hmm. really close to them so you don't want to like. Yeah.
1: I was you, that friend for a long time only because I like had no money and I was like. People you be know, like, "Oh, I can I'll get work. this one." And oh my I god, work.
2: I remember this. It was impossible to get Jax to pay you back.
3: Yes, actually, yes, he did it to me as well. But I, then I, once I cottoned on, I would be, I would send because what we do, you know, when we work together, sometimes someone would order breakfast. Yep. And it would be sometimes eighty bucks to pay for breakfast I know, for there's like eleven people.
2: Fifteen people, people everyone. yeah. Yeah. like, yeah. Oh, everyone's have got a, a burrito. Transfer all a burrito
3: you.
1: Yeah. yeah,
2: everyone wants fucking. This is when everyone on the team got Beam because if you didn't have Beam, yes. then it didn't really make sense, yes. and, and yes. no one could transfer each other. Yeah. Yes. So if you didn't have the app, you weren't getting breakfast.
3: But I, I cottoned on to Jack's being a terrible. Pay a backer and fuck you. You owned a house, so don't tell me you didn't have any money. Yeah, right. that's why I had right. no money. No, you, well, don't buy a house then if you can't afford to pay your <laughs> friends back for your eight dollar burrito. Or just
2: don't order a burrito. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true.
3: Well,
1: I wouldn't have, but then you know, no. Here's I- what happens: everyone goes, "Oh, hey, we're getting a burrito. You want one?" And you're like, "Oh no," and they're like, "Come on, get a burrito." And I'm like, "No, nah, I don't feel it." Like... They're like, "Come on, we're all getting them," and it's like,
2: "Oh fuck, fine, No one right.
3: would fuck off. No one would go that hard. We. Would ask maybe yeah, twice and yeah. then go, okay.
2: Uh, I reckon we actually might have. Absolutely. Think, yeah. There was
1: one particular person who wanted breakfast all the time <laughs> who would always say, Come on, get one with me.
3: That's because that person couldn't be alone in anything or could <laughs> never anything, do something independently, always needed someone to be doing it with him. I know.
1: And I was always a fucking easy target too. But
3: I would I would check. I would go home, I would give you a day, I'd give you 24 <laughs> hours grace period, and then I would come in the next day and be like, oi. Pay me for that fucking burrito, you absolute twat! And I would keep saying it until you paid me. <laughs>
1: Half the time, I'd forget. To be yeah. honest,
3: sometimes you just have to do that. I actually had there's this um girl at work, and I actually it was a Guzman order. I was ordering Guzman for everyone, and it was lunch Guzman, which is more expensive than breakfast Guzman. It cost me seventy bucks to get <sighs> breakfast. Uh, get this order goodness. for everyone. Holy goodness! And she didn't pay me back, and she annoys me a little bit. So I was an I was extra annoyed that she hadn't given me the money. But then about a week and a half later, she did a Guzman order and I went, I'm just not gonna give her the money for it. So then oh, it, it worked out. And then she'd be like, all right, everyone, here's my bank details. And I just didn't say anything to her. I, just, oh, I was yeah, just, mm, yeah. zip my lips, didn't say anything. I never
1: did the order because I knew that I would have to chase
2: people up for money. I didn't want to have to do that. You're the worst.
3: You're, you're yeah. selfish. Look, a you're a selfish person. A I figured strategy. out a
2: good way towards the end um, to mm. work with Jax because it would usually be uh, Sash and I and, and a few other people would go downstairs and actually go to you know a cafe and order food and Jax would be left upstairs because he had work to do. Now, I and and I would I'd usually busy. tell you, all right, I'm going to go downstairs. Here's where we're going. It'll take me 10 minutes to get there. If the money is not in my account by yes. the time I order, you're not getting it. Yes. Yeah, that's true. You did do that. But Actually, that was annoying. That's what and I worked. did.
3: Yeah, it works. I did the same thing. I did another order and I was wary of this girl not giving me money. So I said, can everyone transfer me the money now? I'm really poor and I can't afford to pay for everyone's off the bat. And they went, yeah, no worries, and I did the same thing. I kept my eye on my account. I did have enough money in there, but I just didn't want to have to shout anyone. You know what was annoying as well in this workplace? Everyone transfers straight away, like straight away. Like the details are in the account. Everyone's like, dun, 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 and this girl didn't do it. And I'm like, you're not fitting in with the culture of this workplace. Like we we pay each other back. But, yeah, I think, I think Ronnie, you're onto a shit friend if you take them out to the pub and they don't shout you.
1: There's two types of friends. There's the person who knows their friend's not going to pay and they just suck it up and they're like, well, I'm just, that's it. That's how it is. I know that that's how it is and that's what the friendship's always going to be. My friend's a cheapskate. Or there's the other friend who's like, well, I'm just not going to buy you anything or pay for anything. Yeah,
3: and I think that's where you have to end up, I feel, once you get to a certain point. And that's how we got with you, Jax. (laughs) <laughs> or like me, where I would just come and bang on your studio door and say, "Give me my fucking money That's right true. now."
2: That's true. That's true.
3: Yeah. Well, Ronnie, give that a go. I reckon. Oh, mate, let me take you down to the pub and then yeah. let him pay. Yeah.
2: Hopefully, be the bigger person. If he doesn't, quit.
3: <laughs> yeah, just quit so that they just don't quit. get that eight thousand dollar bonus. You know what? Absolutely. Quit and
2: then reapply <laughs> on your own. So you still nice. work there, and Courage. they don't get the—they don't get their bonus. <laughs>
1: There's people like out there now sipping their caviar, listening to us.
3: Sipping caviar?
1: Yeah, I didn't realise rich people listen to our, our show.
3: Sorry, but you said I sipping. Yeah,
1: eating caviar. Yeah. Sorry, sipping. that's not something sipping. you sip. This is how oh, well we know, you know. caviar. <laughs> yeah, that's how well I know caviar.
3: Now I want caviar.
1: I've never had caviar and it I'm sounds bad to it. me.
3: It's not I no, Just great. try it. Just try it once. Try everything I don't once. Want to do that's that. my motto. I don't want to do that. I'm going out for it's a really not... nice Indian meal tomorrow night. There's this nice oh, um stop it. There's like, you know, Neighbourhood Indian, which is excellent. Neighbourhood Indian is the <sighs> best. But there's this one that's not far from me that's quote unquote it's not fine dining Indian, but it's finer dining Indian. So it's all it's all presented really nicely and the restaurant's dimly lit and I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to it all week.
1: Oh, stop. Our Indian place closed down and no. there's no other good Indian in the whole of LA.
3: In the whole wow. of it. Oh, because that's the thing, yep. right? Australia has excellent Asian and Southeast Asian food. Excellent. Yep. Um, because our immigration from those countries is so high. So we just have boundless, amazing Asian food.
1: There's lots of good Asian food. Like there's, you know, we have like a little Tokyo. There's like Koreatown. There's like Chinatown. I'm near like lots of, um, not far from me is like a quite a um, heavily Asian influenced area. And there's good, you know, Asian food, but there's just not a great Indian. In fact, there's no good Indian. We went to a place a few weeks ago in search of a new Indian place because the reviews were pretty good. We went to the other side of fucking town for it. (laughs) And... So we ordered samosas up front. Oh, yeah. These are pretty good. samosas. But a chicken comes out and we're like, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever tasted in my life. What was
3: wrong with it?
0: So
1: disappointing. It was just the chicken was not cooked in a proper like tandoor oven. So it was just like cooked like anything else. just fried in a pan. Kind of weird chicken. Yeah. There was nowhere near enough sauce. The sauce tasted like smoke. It's all the flavor that it had. Really? The rice sucked. The nan was shit. Oh no. Uh, so it's
2: just no redeeming factors, that's the worst.
1: No, and so now we're on the hunt for good Indian and it's really there's no good Indian anymore. It is
2: tough. It is tough. I've found a place um that was near me, so that there there was an Indian, I guess, chain where there's one in Sydney and there was one in Wollongong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best butter chicken I've ever had mm. in my Ooh. entire life. I have searched far and wide, especially while I lived in Melbourne for butter chicken that was this good. Mm. The Wollongong one just closed. And it was replaced oh, by another no. Indian place with the same menu. So I thought, oh, maybe it's the same people. No, mm. it's shit. Oh
3: no! We had a restaurant. Um, no. my, my Cleo. No. We had a um a, an Indian restaurant near my place growing up that constantly changed its name but its food was oh, always yeah, yeah. bomb like I don't think they ever changed owners maybe it was like sold to a family member yeah, and then they were like that's oh let's change the name it was like Indian heritage and then it was called Gorkha Palace and now it's something I walked past it the other day I haven't been there for years and then it was something else but the food was always lit like it was always good food I remember in my worst Indian meal was in Malta and I read <laughs> everywhere it was like don't get Asian food in Malta, uh, sorry, in Europe at all. They just, because it's, the, it's that issue, they don't have the same levels of immigration. So the choice, really? you could find good, there was great, I um, had great Turkish in Paris, like, you know, and great Cuban oh, food in Paris as well, actually. But yeah, Asian food, they're like, mm, avoid it. Anyway, we could not be bothered to leave the house. We didn't want to go out and eat another meal because we'd constantly been eating out. We just wanted someone to come bring us some home, uh, some some takeaway Indian. So we took the risk and oh my God, it was it was atrocious. Like, uh, you know, palak paneer, which is the um, yeah, yeah, cottage yeah. cheese and the, yep. well, similar to cottage cheese, it's paneer, but, um, and the spinach. It was li- <laughs> it was literally clumps of like the frozen spinach that had just oh, been, it no. had it had no sauce, so- like the sauce tasted oh. like nothing. And then the cheese was mozzarella. They'd put mozzarella cheese oh, no. in the palak paneer. It was that's... the worst. See, yeah,
2: that's not what you that's, want. That's, the whole system is broken because obviously they couldn't find it they couldn't buy it anywhere yeah. because mm. like, okay, there's just not enough indian food in europe yeah
3: yeah oh shit we'll just chuck some mozzarella in that'll do um, you
1: don't realize how much a lack of good indian affects your daily life
3: yeah look i'm i'm really sorry for you you're going to have to learn to make it you're going to have to yeah, i have I know. a great yeah. we, do you like lamb yeah. jacks yeah i have a great lamb curry it's i think it's south indian cuisine um it's oh as a Rick Stein curry, except it does have spinach Ooh. in it, and I'm sure you don't eat spinach.
1: We're trying to perfect a good homemade butter chicken, mm. but it's just not the it's same. It's tough. It's not, it's not the tough.
2: same.
3: Yeah, I feel for it's you. It's not the same. I'm sure you'll find one. Just keep looking. Yeah.
2: I'm telling you, there's none. I'm convinced this one that I think is the best is it's got something that shouldn't be in it. Like for, oh, I don't know yeah. if they fill it with MSG or something. <laughs> it's just it do, It's like it's too good. It doesn't make sense.
3: <laughs> you know when it's so good, you just want to drink the sauce, like the curry yeah. sauce. Mm, oh. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to go eat because I actually haven't eaten lunch. Well, um, I was running late today. So um, I'm not going to eat Indian food. I think I'm going to have a piece of bread with peanut butter, which is not that oh, good. But great. I know I've got Indian to look forward to tomorrow night. And, Jax, I'll be thinking of you as I'm digging into my oh, butter chicken. Yeah, think of me. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening and we look forward to talking at you again next week. <laughs> talking
1: at you. give us a call. We want you on the show. Shut up, yeah. we don't have a phone number. <laughs> All
2: right, See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.